reading from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 1 through 10. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus, and the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable, Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices, and when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over ninety-nine righteous persons who need no repentance. Or what woman, having ten silver coins, if she loses one of them, does not light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? When she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God, over one sinner who repents. Here ends our reading. Life is always coming at us. Each of us receives a continuous barrage of sensory information. It comes to us through hearing, sight, smell, touch, and taste. Most of the time, we don't pay attention to every one of these sensory experiences. If we did, we'd be constantly distracted. Instead, says an educational consultant named Kendra Cherry, we center our attention on certain important elements of our environment. Other things blend into the background or slip by us unnoticed. So how do we decide what to focus on and what to ignore? Imagine that you are at a party for a friend hosted at a bustling restaurant, says Cherry. Multiple conversations, the clinking of plates and forks, and many other sounds compete for your attention. Out of all these noises, you find yourself able to tune out the irrelevant sounds and focus on the amusing story that your dining partner shares. This ability to focus on just one aspect of your environment is called selective attention. We pay attention to what is most important to us. You need to wonder what that says about those who are focused on their smartphones when they are are sitting at a restaurant with others. Most of the time, we must be selective about the things we're focused on. In order to sustain our attention to one event in everyday life, we must filter out other events. We must be selective in our attention by focusing on some events to the detriment of others. This is because attention is a resource that needs to be distributed to those events that are important. When I was serving congregations, I appreciated having families with children in our Sunday worship. Of course, those children would end up being focused on other things than the worship. Some found this a distraction and asked me how I was not distracted when preaching. 
The answer, selective attention on my sermon. And of course, I hope that others would do the same. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus tells parables about the search for a lost sheep and a lost coin. Those who were looking needed to use what could be called the spotlight model and the zoom lens model. Visual attention can be like a spotlight that enables things to be seen clearly within the center of a small area. Around the focal point of the beam is the fringe, where things are still visible, but not very clear. Outside the fringe is the margin, where very little is seen. The woman with the lost coin uses the spotlight model. Jesus says that she has ten silver coins, and when she loses one of them, she lights a lamp, sweeps the house, and searches carefully until she finds it. She shines her spotlight into every dark corner of the house, ignoring things that are in the fringe and the margin until the beam of light reflects her coin. Then she calls together her friends and neighbors, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Visual attention can also be like the zoom lens of a camera. We can increase or decrease the size of our focus. We can zoom in close on an item of interest, but of course, this means that we lose sight of those things that are outside of our focus of area. If we go the other direction and zoom out, we can see a larger area but run the risk of losing focus on small, individual items. The man with the lost sheep uses the zoom lens model. Most days, he zooms out so that he can keep an eye on his 100 sheep, but when one sheep becomes lost, he zooms in on it until he finds it. When he has found it, says Jesus, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. To some, including the grumbling Pharisees and the scribes, there is a problem with this zoom lens approach. When the man zooms in on the lost sheep, he loses sight of the 99 sheep outside the focus area. You can imagine that when he throws a party for his friends and neighbors, rejoicing in the finding of the lost sheep, some of them might ask, why didn't you keep your focus on the 99? Good question. Watching over 99 sheep seems to be much more sensible than zooming in on one. But this is not the approach of Jesus, who knows that his followers at times need to practice selective attention. I tell you, says Jesus, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. In this story in Luke's Gospel, Jesus is all about the spotlight and the zoom lens. He puts attention on tax collectors and sinners, even though the Pharisees and scribes grumble and complain that he welcomes sinners and eats with them. Just so, I tell you, Jesus says, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. One interesting thing here is that the Pharisees and the scribes see themselves as one of the 99 sheep, 
the nine coins that didn't need to be found. They see themselves as righteous and not sinners that need to change their ways. This was the reason for the grumbling of the Pharisees and scribes, who were upset that Jesus welcoming tax collectors and sinners and eating with them. It seems like many Christians see themselves in the same way. Even if we honestly acknowledge that we too are sinners, we sometimes want mercy for ourselves and punishing justice for others. But this parable calls for us to celebrate with God because God has been merciful to all. Now, some smartphones do something that has been seen as magical. We can focus on the main subject, near or far. We frame that subject just the way we think we want it. The phone's camera takes a picture that extends beyond that frame by using one of the other lenses. If you decide you want to reframe the photo with a wider view, you can do it in editing software. God doesn't need selective attention. God can zoom in and show the light on one person and see the bigger picture, just like the phone's camera. So knowing God has everything in that wide angle view, we don't need to worry about the 99 when we do need to be selectively attentive to one, one sinner, one coin, one sheep. Put the spotlight on the one coin, says God, not the nine. Zoom in on the one sheep, not the 99. Such attention might not seem sensible, but it is at times important to our ministry and mission as God's children. So what would it mean for us to practice this kind of selective attention? First, we should be thankful that God's mercy has been extended to us. After all, every one of us is a recipient of God's unconditional love and unlimited grace. I once was lost, but now am found, says the hymn, Amazing Grace. Was blind, but now I see. We can put a spotlight on the other people by putting time and energy and money into our ministry. People naturally want to belong to a group that loves and accepts them. And the church can offer much in terms of solid and supportive relationships. For those who feel lost, we can provide a sense of direction. For those who are heading in the wrong direction, we can help with a gentle turn toward God. After all, that is the core meaning of repentance an about-face, a change of heart and mind. Jesus wants us to love everyone just as he does. But at the same time, God challenges us to focus our selective attention on the lost coin, not the nine that are still in hand. God pushes us to go looking for the lost sheep that is wandering around, not the 99 that are safe in God's flock. When we do this, we become part of a heavenly party here on earth in which everyone can rejoice and celebrate together. Amen.
Jesus. 